2: It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis.
3: Welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, Mark and Craig, Pot Brothers at Law. Blue and Joe Grande is here, and I like when it's me and you, Joe, and a special guest today. We have Brian Buckley, President and
4: CEO of. Hellman Valley Growers Company. Joe? Yes, and not only is it nice that it's just us, Mark, but we can actually ask some good questions to them. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. And have a good time. Both. And we can both read. That's one <laughs> thing that both of us can do, which is good. And thank you guys all for listening to the podcast all around the world. Make sure you follow us online and of course on our website at cannabis talk101 at pot underscore brothers. Underscore at underscore law. Mark is at waslaw. Craig is at waslaw. Dog and drunk right now. Blue is at one Christopher Wright in Vegas right now. And I am at Joe Grande 52. I don't know what Blue is doing in Vegas, but actually I think he's getting ready for the MJ BizCon after party and doing all kinds of stuff. Speaking of MJ BizCon, we are going to be somewhere else. In October, October 9th and 10th at the George Brown Convention Center in beautiful Houston, Texas. The Counterculture Convention, otherwise known as C3. Come on out there and say hello to us. We're going to have Cali Effects with us. Come feel the effects and also connect your pollinating relationships. They're all going to be there, including Budman Stew. It Ain't Real Bro 420 Expressions are going to have all those wonderful jewelry items that he has. And so go to his website and check it out. As we have our guest, Brian Buckley. Thank you, Brian, for coming on the show today. No, thanks for having me, guys. Great to be here. I I love your mission statement, first off. And for those who don't know, what is this that he has, you guys? He has a company, HVG Company, and it's hvgcompany.com. Mission statement, conceived from the stress of battle to help everyone battling day-to-day life. We're on a mission to help put an end to the opioid and suicide epidemic pledging our nation's heroes. We believe that exploring the benefits of medical cannabis is the most effective way to combat these issues and bring proper aid to those who gave us so much for our great nation. And when I scroll down and enter this beautiful website, that you know, 21 and over, yes... It has a military feel. I don't know if you've seen this, Mark. It's showing like a battle, like war, combat, training. Talk to me about this, Brian, on on what the theme is and and what exactly is your company. Is it military-based? Are you military Give me some good details on how you came up with all this.
5: Yeah, so where we came up with this is I served in the Marine Corps for about nine years. Thank you for your service, brother. Thank you for paying your taxes, man. I had a, I had a blast doing it. <laughs> so, um, no, but uh, yeah, so what I
4: Mark, did. Not Mark, but I did.
5: But yeah. <laughs> yeah, all good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, served about nine years, uh, walked out 100% disabled. Uh, served in Iraq, Afghanistan, Africa, and Southeast Asia. I started off in the infantry, then went to marine reconnaissance, and then finished up my career in, as a Marine Raider, which is our special operations component. A lot like a Navy SEAL, we're just better looking. And uh, so, and don't get all the recognition, right? You know, you know, silent professionals. They but, didn't make uh, movies about us. Damn it! Yeah. Well, we, we got Osama. We always make fun of the whole entire Navy SEALs. We're like, all right, at what point during buds do you get your book deal? And is the honor grad the one who gets the movie deal? Because you guys are <laughs>
6: everywhere, right?
5: So, really, where Helmand Valley uh, Growers Company came from? When you serve as a Marine Raider and you serve in the Helmand Province in Afghanistan, you become part of the Helmand Valley Gun Club, and again, HVGC tattoo on you. So, we really wanted to keep a military niche to it. So, we literally threw HVGs. I'm on the just wall. so
4: curious, enough to cut you off. What yeah. if somebody doesn't want the tattoo on them?
5: Uh, you don't have to put it on. Okay, but you <laughs> said you get it. I'm I just, mean, I've seen Because
4: everybody, like when you said that, I'm like, what if I don't fucking want that tattoo
5: <laughs> you on? Know, you I'll have it, to. I'll put it this way, so, though. Everyone does. I'm sure. People who have it and they don't know if they're in a the helmet, they get challenged. And then that's when you almost see bar fights. If someone's a poser, which we haven't found any, it's a big deal. So, no one has mood. not.
4: Where's yours at? Do you have yours? Yeah, right
5: here. Oh, is that where so, everyone else is ours, too? No, nah, guys everyone? have them on wrists and arms and backs and all that. You went that though.
4: inside of the arm. That's a hurtful one. That yeah, Inside yes. that skinny... Fa- it's like where the thin muscle... It just... It hurts. I got a, a little line on the inside of one of my arms, yeah. and it's like, ooh, that one stinks. No, I got <laughs> another one
5: right there, too, but it looks good in uniform, right? They can't <laughs> see <laughs> it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you got to be a little incognito. There it you is. get to hide it. Absolutely. So... um, Really what happened was in 2016, I started a nonprofit called Battle Brothers Foundation. We wanted to help out when we had active duty military transitioning into the veteran community. It just didn't seem like there was many nonprofits helping there. So, we went after a personal, medical, and economic personal, big brother, big sister. Medical, we could help out VA disability claims. If you were struggling with opiate, alcoholism, post-mag stress, we can get you in a treatment center. Last part was economic, being we wanted to help find that veteran a job so they had the same sense of purpose like they did while they served in the military and hopefully avoid it as something they couldn't come back from. And then during this, one of my other co founders, annie Myers, who served with me as a Marine Raider, he was just looking really great. I mean, we had a really rough deployment in 2012. Lost a lot of good guys. I, myself, was wounded during that uh, deployment. Where at? Where did you guys go? Um, we were in the Helmand Province. So basically, we kind of take a step back. What we did was I was what they called the commando mission. So we were the guys in the middle of the night would fly the black helicopters and go through commando stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then we had the other guys were doing build stability operations. And they would be garbed up in traditional dress, bearded out. Doing everything from building a well to standing up a local police force and then conducting some raids on Taliban. And where targets. was this wow. exactly? This was in Helmand Province, Afghanistan, which was by far the most volatile area. The reason being, you got the Helmand River Valley. The Taliban will come up from Pakistan during the, the like May time for the har- like, start getting ready for the harvest. Have everyone throw out their poppy, cultivate into heroin. They sell the heroin, they tax, and that's how they fuel their insurgency. Wow. And I don't
4: know if you're okay or comfortable talking about it as I ask this. As yeah. I'm going to ask it anyways, but you don't have to answer. Um, what? And it's so sad <laughs> because I thought that's what you were alluding to, Afghanistan. That's why yep. I wanted to hear it exactly. Yep. As I see, one of your brands has an Afghani name to it yeah, too. Afghani. Um. What are your thoughts on us pulling out of Afghanistan? I know it's side is political, yeah. side so to speak. No, no, but I'm get, so
5: curious. It, let's get into because it because you were there. there yeah, you have
4: more insight than I do.
5: Yeah, so that's so so why I'm what curious did, what you think. You know, while we were there, we trained uh, the Afghan commandos and their special forces. So I was in charge of the Afghan Seventh uh, Special Operations Command Act or their battalion. And you know, they, these guys were good guys. We worked really hard with them. Uh, they were doing good things. I loved the Afghans because they were really fighting for something they believed in. They truly hated the Taliban now in terms of what we did in the withdrawal i agree we couldn't be there forever no one's disputing the withdrawal but how we did it is abysmal at best uh that was i mean how we just kind of did reverse order of you took the military out first before you took civilians and then your equipment is the exact opposite way (laughs) you should do a withdrawal and i have an opportunity to speak on some uh, veteran advisory boards for members of congress and it's been a bipartisan chorus in terms of both dems and republicans are going what the f was that i mean they are not happy with the powers that be and we'll see what happens but with your looks-
4: knowledge with the powers that be what did happen? What, what did happen what with the, your knowledge what yeah, the, what the my fuck? my theory is <laughs> yeah. trump started something biden didn't finish it right or, could he, it, could or, or he have did he? finish it right the I mean i was just I, and i feel like both are fucking wrong in my opinion i yeah. feel like both of you guys did wrong right that's no, how I feel, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, well, but that's how I feel. It, the
5: way the deal was made on February 29th, which is a leap year day, uh, 2020, it was ironically, <laughs> that's, right? That's so right. It, it never happened. <laughs> yeah, <right? So laughs> it was four years <laughs> ago. Four years, right? Yeah. Exactly. So um, it was all about a conditions-based withdrawal, and we seem to have gotten away from that with the previous with the new administration, where we seemed like we put a line in the sand saying, we're leaving on this date. Well, you got to let things— And when you
4: say that, you say— that's what Trump started created this relationship. We're going to be out of here by this date, correct?
5: No. Well, his original plan he wanted to get out by May. The reason being is what I told you about fighting season starts in May. So, what do you mean
4: fighting season? Fighting starts season. In
5: May? Basically, they will all come back. The Taliban will come up from Pakistan. And there's a lot of them, and they're there protecting the harvest. potentially. the, especially drugs, the because, heroin. Yeah, the heroin is their All deal. heroin. So, they so they're fight protecting
4: hard. the heroin, it, and that's it, like a. I, I didn't know this yeah. is a fucking scenario. You guys, I, I, you knew this? You said it just five but minutes ago. But I didn't ago. know that's what the May thing <laughs> is, and <laughs> I didn't done. know that that's just what. Listen, what
3: welcome to the show,
4: Joe. Yeah. Well, I hey, heard, I'm Brian. But, uh, <laughs> no, I was what's this thing called again? I, you know what? I think maybe I just took some heroin, and I know. That's <laughs> nah, you're
3: just resting on the fact that you have two friends who have two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and you. But I look like an idiot that wasn't through a show and do nothing I,
4: I, i'm confused on the storyline of if afghanistan if that's exactly yeah. what they're protecting because in my head i'm thinking oil still with middle east and i didn't know that it's a big drug thing oh the big, that, that's big a, drug. so that's where i'm confused mark oh, yeah. I, I in my head i'm i thought assuming, you knew where all the heroin came from that no, you got dog, that you i'm used sorry to do. I, the black tar heroin was just from you know some of the homies back in the day <laughs> rigged me up
3: no let's go no. It's coming so, from so afghanistan. now I,
4: I, I, and once again if i feel like if i don't understand i feel like people listening don't understand because I like things in layman's terms and if I don't understand it, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that may be listening and I feel like I'm paying attention to you and I'm maybe Mark, I I I try to tune him out but I've been paying attention to you. There's some things you
5: you two have to work out Exactly, but but my point is I (laughs) don't think he mentioned
4: and, and I didn't follow exactly that that's what you guys are doing. I know you said you were training people out there, but, and then you say wartime or yeah. military. I, I didn't even realize that it goes down in there. Like, yeah. football season's fucking kicked off. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you said it's uh, the season for that, I'm like, what do you mean well, funny.
5: One time we had a general one time. He was getting all fired up. He goes, uh, you're Marines. There's not a fighting season. You fight all year round. And one of the guys next to me goes, do you think the enemy has a vote on this one? I mean, <laughs> they're not there. Like, we're, who are we going to fight, right? So it, it's That's a good, good point.
4: So you guys are out there, and you're helping out. And you, so we said, or excuse me, not we said, Donald Trump in the office yep. at that time said May. Yep. But you're saying that's when the fighting season starts. That's
5: when the fighting season. So what the deal was with the previous administration was conditions based. If you do this, we do that. You know, And there were times the Taliban stepped over the line and they got smacked. And it was like, hey, everyone play nice, and if we keep doing this right, we'll be fine. The What's elect-
4: a smack for the Taliban?
5: Uh, we will go eliminate some of them and be like, you guys want to keep going down this road. We're really good at this stuff. And
4: Would it be a black ops thing? Like, would you do commando style? Or would eliminate. it be like, no? Known- I like I mean, that. If you,
5: if you had people, like high-value individuals who were Taliban commanders or financiers, that really hurts them when they disappear. So those are things you would start kinda of messing with. Are elimination messing and disappear
3: other words for kill, dead, yeah, stuff like
5: exactly. that? Exactly. It's it's, it's it's not positive for that. We'll put it that way. But uh,
4: So but, it's not a tickle party
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not like you silly guy. You <laughs> <laughs> know like, Hey, we're shed. gonna make you celebrate <laughs> Christmas now. <laughs>
5: <laughs> like <laughs> Fuck no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So um, but really the last part of the original <laughs> plan was with the last twenty five hundred troops were leaving, it had to be the Afghan and the Taliban were gonna have an intra, you know, agency agreement of how the country was going to go forward, and the Taliban couldn't take over land by force, which they started to do. And then we just pulled out to 2,500 with this new administration. And so they did, by saying that, and I hate
4: to cut you off like yeah. this because I just want to follow along, yeah. by you saying that, then the Taliban was did not continue to the end to hold up on their bargain.
5: And we allowed them to get away with it
4: huh yeah i didn't understand that part that's new that's new information for my my head and to soak in like that so we did nothing that they didn't hold up on their bargain the way i look at it and correct me if i'm wrong we were there teaching and coaching the afghan you were actually to be soldiers yeah and we gave they bought weapons from us we helped them say this is how you protect yourself from the taliban when we leave when we
5: leave exactly
4: now, let I mean, me they're... finish up my thought process is, and please correct me if I'm wrong so sure. I, I can follow what my gut thinks about history and what's going on currently. We teach them how to fight. We teach them to be soldiers. They know May's coming. They know they're going to come and try to take over because they're understanding Canada, uh not California, the U.S. is cut pulling out. They come in, they break. They breach the contract, so right. to speak. But you Afghanis don't stand up and fight them and you guys and your leader now... Yeah fucking fled the country so you didn't even stand up for your country to fight and fight with honor fight till the death whatever you want to call it i mean and i'm not commending whatever he did he did but in my opinion if i if we go out there to teach you to fight and you don't fight
5: now you guys want us to come fight your battle yeah and that's where you got to get into the complexity of afghanistan their their government extremely corrupt and now their military officers a lot of them are put in positions because who their fathers are so i became a marine captain my I, I'm no one, but I just wanted to be a Marine. So one day I went in and I made it happen. That's what we can do in America. There's a little bit different. It's like, who do you know? And that's how you get your status in the world. The enlisted side, these guys were fighters. I mean, we were losing so many of these commandos and special forces. I almost thought the program wasn't going to last at how many we were losing. These guys were all about fighting, doing whatever. But this is where we screwed up. We were doing everything with close air support and combined arms. When I'd go out on mission, I'm the one controlling the air st- uh, air stack. Our angel stack would be every airplane you can think of. And if Taliban started making moves on us, i just bombed the hell out of them. And this is how the commandos were going out there fighting. Then you pull away that air power. They're like, all right, we're back in the Civil War days. Like, what do you want us to do? We're just shooting at each other. Yeah, we're shooting. We were taught how to fight differently for 20 years. And then even, too, in the planning phase – I was telling everyone it was almost like when you get new commanders coming in from America's side or the NATO side, they're all trying to win a war in one year. We weren't really letting their officers make decisions. I mean, I went into a briefing outside in Kabul one time. We brought all of our Afghan commando commanders with us. And they were supposed to decide what we we're going to do in the future in the war. Within seven minutes, all the Americans were sitting around the table deciding what's going to happen. And I sat back saying, this isn't sustainable. I mean, it's just not going to work. So we had some training failures on our side where I don't think we set them up for the success that they needed. So, how, what, That's a great
3: insight.
4: What was the point of it all?
5: For 20 years. Did it do anything? Well, What's did we I mean, get did any
4: of the drugs so we could sell it? I mean, geez. What are <laughs> you know, idiots?
5: that's the thing. We spent trillions of dollars right now. The Chinese are in northern Afghanistan taking all the lithium out of here. So all <laughs> you people who want to be in the Green Revolution, we're going to be in China's pocket. I mean, China jumped in right quick and started making deals with the Taliban. I promise you we'll probably be back in Afghanistan in about two or three years. Wow, it, that's, just what that's
4: what your professional experience yeah. tells you as a military it, it, There's
5: such a power vacuum in there. The Taliban now have a hard time. of. They want to run Afghanistan. Now you got to be a government. These aren't the brightest people in the world. I mean, you can even watch a press conference. You got one guy picking his nose in the middle of it. I mean, they're just well, they picking your nose, right?
4: but you know, Brian, picking your nose doesn't mean you're dumb. It
5: could be a sign of the you know intelligence. <laughs> I'm just but. saying, I pick my nose a lot. <laughs> yeah. I am dumb, but I'm just saying your IQ goes up every time. That could have been, yeah. <laughs> <Could've laughs> been, been a sign. Could have been a a tough
4: one. Yeah, it, it is a sign that you're not could've too been smart, been smart that you're in a fucking <laughs> <laughs> press conference. I mean, your press
5: conference like, hey, could have been a signal to somebody. So now the guy govern, but you have such a power vacuum over there, and you get all the crazies jumping in there just like it happened after the Soviet-Afghan War. and then you're gonna have a hot bed for more terrorist camps
4: do you think that's going to happen sooner or later do you think we're going to have any repercussions from it
5: uh within i would give them 48 months and that's when i'd say the homeland would four be very, to eight 48, 48 48 months. why do you and,
4: say 48 months it, it would, would just take them number. time
5: to start planning out what they're going to do and to i mean you got to look at the 9-11 attackers they were training in florida i mean they took their time and they're very deliberate to come in so when i was talking to a member of congress i warned them back in 2012 We're all about our storyboards in the military. We want brief really cool things to the powers that are, right? Well, we were just throwing people into these police roles, into these commando roles, into these special forces roles. Next thing you know, we had a lot of insider attacks where they were killing us. They would just pull up guns and shoot us in the back and do all that. Now, we're walking (laughs) around with weapons looking for this stuff, and we were having issues. So I told them, like, you guys, I'll be the bad guy in the room. America's critical vulnerability is our benevolence. And I'm like, you need to slow down with the refugee crisis, keep them in a distant country until we vet them fully, because we got our asses kicked doing this really quick, and we had to bring in, use your imagination, a three-letter agency to come in and start vetting everyone to ensure that we had the right people, and they were uh, slipping through the cracks. If you saw that chaos at the Kabul airport, if I'm a Taliban, I would have thrown a couple of my guys in there and just see, hey, or ISIS, let's see who we can get through into the cracks and start setting up cells in America and start attacking them, because I'm telling you, they hate us. And you think they that hit-
4: happened too. I mean, uh, oh. I, I I felt the same way watching yeah. that. My gut said that was happening. Yeah. I felt like like that wouldn't be if we had Taliban going go now. You're 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 just act like you're claiming yeah, Afghani. You exactly. you helped the government here make say this name, say that name, yep. whatever. So go to America. We'll send you some money. A million and we'll get percent. you right.
5: Pump the brakes. I'm telling all the politicians pump the brakes. Make sure we're doing this right cuz the repercussions are just going to be unimaginable, and there's nothing to do to prevent that. Right? And there are there people I mean, that I mean, we can we can slow down and stop worrying about what the media and whatever says on Twitter and just be like, hey, I don't care. We're going to do this right, and this is why. And that's why I shared this story a lot of times. I lost friends from insider attacks, and these guys were pipe hitters. So it's like it can happen. And I'm like, and we were on alert looking for bad guys. Everyone else here in America, looking at your iPhone and eating your ice cream cone, it's it, you know, that's and the like, bad guys are fun. coming right. in now, folks. Absolutely.
4: Right. So you believe the bad guys now have. Flooded the gates, so to speak. I'm, with not, this gonna say opening? The, I'm
5: not gonna say the term flood the gates, but I'm gonna say maybe they can get some through the cracks, and you see what happens there.
4: And it only took two to flood get, get on. Well, how many were on these planes? Do we know? It was know? about nine, uh, 9-11. like nine, I think,
5: or nine like on so. each plane. Uh, I think it was nine total. I think they had like three or something like that. It might be all or twelve, but I think they had like three Crazy. or so each plane, if I believe correctly. That's all wow. It takes.
4: You know what? Let's take a break. Thank you so much for that insight on Afghanistan. Let's Come back so
2: and talk yeah. about let's talk cannabis. about cannabis now. But <laughs> please, get happy, you know. Come on. I, yeah, Let's get
4: back. You know what? But the great thing is, like I said, when you with your experience and looking at the website and not knowing your, what your knowledge was, yeah. I had to ask the question. All good. No, you know what I mean? And I'm like I said, I didn't know it. if you would, but yeah. I'm like, fuck it. You're going to have more inside knowledge than any of us. Now they're
5: fighting the war on opioids. There you go.
4: Yeah, Exactly. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back with more Brian.
1: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic.
0: This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. It was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered.
0: <sighs> Good one, Dad.
2: We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back
4: to Cannabis Talk 101. It's so interesting, Brian Buckley. Once again, thank you for your service as we talk about everything that you've done as being a Marine. And, uh, you know, I can continue to talk about it, and... uh, and but I don't. sincerely say to a lot of the people out there, yeah, not, not a lot of people, but everybody and every time I meet somebody from the service, whether they still love it or hate it, why Barbara actually is like, ah, he's like an ex-Marine as well, but yeah. he has that, ah, I did my time, I served, but, you know, well, thank you for thanking me, but, yeah. ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I always appreciate it because I never signed up. My dad was in the military as well. Yeah, And too. Randomly, my dad, when he grew up, when we talked about going to the military, he was like, "No, me, no military, no good for Mexicans and yeah. minorities. They ain't treating you right." And I'm like, "Yeah, what do you mean? They got the fucking GI Bill. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about, dude? Times have changed since you were in. They didn't have the GI Bill when you were in. Fucking yep. going to the military. I go, I think it's dope for minor. No, you ain't going no military. Yeah. Blah blah blah. So, like when we thought about doing it, my dad put a shutdown yeah, on us no no because how. back then, which I agree, which you know, back then a lot of minorities were treated." bad yeah. Yeah. in all scenarios and yeah. still do for that matter yeah. I, I don't think in the Put military the it's as bad but you yeah. know yeah i just think it's it's that but that being said this is a military as you said your partner was a marine as well yeah hvgcompany.com is the website the beautiful branding talk a little bit more now about your cannabis brand and you're more helping vets i mean is this something that when you came home were you dealing with ptsd were you just yeah. a stoner that wanted to be how did you come up with let's do a cannabis brand go through all the troubles and tribulations of getting licensed and all this shit yeah. that you got to go through it's not easy
5: no no but what year not. did it start really the concept came out around 2016 uh so really it was kind of i'm Designated 100% disabled from the VA. I got 100% post-traumatic stress, and I got shrapnel throughout my body and all the other good things that come along with that.
4: What is like that the bomb blow up around you? Exactly uh, I happened? got hit
5: by an underbarrel grenade launcher. So it was basically a grenade flew by. They shot one at me. It just flew by my head. sounded like a fly ball, and you went, fuck, and it cranked blew up off. behind you? Yeah, blew up right by my left side. So it went all throughout my left side of my body into the left side of my face. Took my one corpsman. He lost uh, his back of his tricep. Well, he lost his tricep, obviously, on so the back of his arm. And then our dog handler literally wrapped up underneath his body armor, went into his stomach. So, Joey, I remember when that cranked off, uh, that was August 12th, 2012, that happened. He just dropped. And next thing you know, it literally, what's interesting about the Helmand Province is it's like a triple canopy jungle because you got a big Helmand River valley going through there. And then you got this jungle, then you're looking up at Snowcap Mountain. So, it's a very bizarre world you're almost in. But the fire that they were putting down on us was so intense, it looked like giants were shaking the trees. And the amount of small arm rounds, RPGs, mortar rounds, all that stuff hitting us, I felt like I was in a popcorn machine because everything was just popping up underneath me. So we grabbed Joey, got him into cover. I had to crawl, give a brevity code to say my position's about to get overran. At that point, everyone gets off my radio. Every available aircraft flies to my position. And then we just started moving the Taliban to a position that advantageous for us using our fire. And then we started dropping bombs on them, and we eliminated all them. She lost a lot of friends. We did. We did.
4: As we say, we don't want to go back there just to eliminate you. I'm going to say this, too. You need to do – I don't know if you do this, but I I would probably listen to it, or I just can only imagine your stories, and you structure them, and do maybe a podcast or story because you're you're so well-spoken. You use great analogies. Everything you just said has me like on some, I want to go right back yeah. and keep talking about it. So instead of talking about it, I'm telling you you should do something yeah. so I can go listen to it. And you talk about these stories. We got to talk about even, the game. Exactly. Yeah. And my, my point is certain times, certain scenarios, because you're very well-spoken, brother. And I appreciate and, and, and once again, so, and all your stories are, are so detailed that I'm like, yeah. fuck, no way. But it's all, so, yeah. <laughs> right, it's all connected. So it all connects to, now you have all these problems, you had all this stuff, yep. you're fully disabled. You then, come back and you go, 2016, Let's get together. What do you I talk to another buddy you of mine? Know, well, the VA say, is
3: shoving you with opiates, opiates and, all, and all, bullshit. all
5: that
4: stuff. So were so we, you addicted to all those as well?
5: No. I, you know, I really was kind of more like I, I kind of knew the dance. I played football. I mean, I played college football. We got. As Where'd many, you go? Uh, University of Massachusetts. What'd you play? DB? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I was actually 230. So I played fullback. Oh, and then oh. 9-11 happened. So I'm like, time for me to go earn my citizenship. So I left UMass and went to Villanova University, went down to 185. And then two years later, I was a Marine officer.
4: Fullback and wow. being Marine, you're a badass because fullbacks <laughs> are no fucking joke. Well, you're geez. taking out the line, you're going to head up with linebackers all the time, outside linebackers. Yeah. You're yeah. dealing with some of the biggest, baddest dudes out there. No,
5: and I think part of my traumatic brain injury comes from playing fullback. So <laughs> it's like,
4: but as long as I can get the money from the enough. government yeah. for that, I, that's good too. I, yeah, I think at
5: one point I was six foot, but I'm now 5'10 from all the like, linebackers oh, I had hit. I just compressed. One so. of my good
4: friends at my son's plays on the same team is a guy named Mike Carney who played fullback for the New Orleans Saints oh, God. and he's just such a monster yeah. dude too and we're literally at soccer practice yesterday and him and his other son are playing catch I go do you ever have PTSD and catch a ball and just start running through people <laughs> and he's like Joe sometimes I feel like when I'm in that Costco I want to run through yeah, everybody. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Like, I'm
5: getting that turkey first Yeah, my way.
4: It's funny so you you guys are going through all this stuff. So and, we're
5: going through it and so basically one day like I mean, we were just drinking a lot all the guys we we're trying to answer our problems at the bottom of a bottle which course. doesn't work right nope never does so andy one day just was looking great i'm like listen man what are you doing and he goes all right you ready for this one i'm like sure he goes i gave up a fifth of jack for a joint i'm like what are yeah, you talking about hello he goes, it's like listen he's like the j for the j yeah. he's like listen That's he's great. like i'm not blacking out at night i'm not drinking and <laughs> driving i'm not shitting my pants No. And he goes i wake up in the morning i feel <laughs> I rem- refreshed and then what was most impactful was and i'm getting into cultivation and it's helping me transition from a warrior to a gardener and awesome. I'm like, damn, that's pretty powerful. Poetic, that's, too. Yeah, right? Deep. So I went home yeah. and, like, naturally, I'm like, well, let me try some of this. And it was the first night I got a full night of sleep, and I don't know how many. Did years. you
4: ever smoke weed growing up? No. Really? Wow. That's great.
5: So it was just kind of like, great. all right. So I was open minded to it. And, like, I always laugh. Like, I never thought I'd hear my wife say, if I'm restless in bed, like, can you go downstairs and smoke some pot? I'm like, oh, well, if I have to. You <laughs> yeah. know? It's like, I guess so. what I do for this marriage? Um, <laughs> right. But, uh, Anything for you, baby. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the things I do. The things but uh, do. so we'd start, I'm like, man, this is great. I don't want to just be another veteran advocacy group. There's a lot of great veteran advocacy groups out there, but I'm like, how can we move the dial? So I had an opportunity to meet with some members of Congress and I said, straight up, what do I have to do to get medical cannabis into the VA medical system? And they're like, if you can get data and get American doctors, you're going to have a shot. So through all this, we knew it was going to be pretty expensive, so I'm like, let's launch an adult use brand called Hellman Valley Growers Company, where we take 100% of our profits and we'll put it back to veteran medical cannabis research. We partnered with a firm out of Israel called Niamedic Healthcare and Research Services, and recently just brought UC Irvine on board as our American face, awesome. and we just got approved for what they call an Institutional Review Board, meaning we've been cleared by the government to do human trials using medical cannabis, and we're going to start our first study this fall with 60 veterans to see if medical cannabis can reduce the symptoms of post-traumatic stress. From there we're going to develop a formulation and a treatment protocol we'll do a more robust study here in california about 200 veterans and then from there we'll move it into michigan just to do a retrospective study with our same formulation proving that it's accessible it's repeatable and we're having the same results and then at that point i raise my hand in front of congress and i'll say here's your american doctors here's your data can we move forward with fda trials
4: would they be able to use anything from israel as well
5: uh, you know, the ironic part is we do actually send taxpayer money over to the Israelis to do cannabis study, but we need to put an American face on So the right. Israelis do have, they've done it. No, in have. my opinion, yeah. Israel's
4: ahead oh, of the game. They're, they're, they're ahead I of mean, the game. We, we had a That's point. why I asked because yeah. I, I've noticed what Tilray's done, uh, sending up fucking 100,000 pounds over yeah. there. Right. So the companies are doing it because they are producing yep. great results of Education, 100%. research, and in my opinion, Israel's ahead of the game. Like, Israel's ahead of the world right yeah, now when like it comes to they're like 20 years it.
5: ahead of us. And yeah. so they are the ones going to put a formulation together. We're, we know we have to go, there's going to be some deviations just from the feedback we're getting from veterans during our study. But then from there, we'll have it. We know it works. The Israelis have already published in PubMed and IMedic. We were on a call with former VA Secretary Shulkin. He goes, Does it work? They're like, Yeah. He's like, Can you prove it? They're like, Here it is. And he's like, Oh my God. We just need to put an American face on it. So that's fine. And we're doing is a private IRB. So I'm not working with NIDA. I'm not using any of that stuff. It's going to be straight up what we grow here at Hellman Valley Growers Company. And what we do is we bring more veterans into our organization because at the end of the day, I want to have veterans making medicine for veterans.
4: Why that's Hellman great. Valley Growers Company? Where did Helmand come from?
5: Well, again, the Hellman province that we are talking about. The are HBG you paying attention? Hello. That's welcome the v- to the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Once again, if I, I,
4: I, I, if I didn't understand it, somebody Hellman, else didn't either. he
3: was in Afghanistan. How uh, many times are you going to
4: say it? You know what? It takes
6: Two a little played while. played fullback okay. here. Me
5: or you? No, no, I, mean, I wasn't right. off. Op- hey, I was
3: left well, tackle. Like, you, so. you, you,
4: you were a boxer. For I, got, six I I got I, I head, fought eight but, times in the yeah. ring as well. But you know what? Like I said, I. But he I, has
3: two friends who have two uh, stars on the Hollywood. But when I, I hear well, these random
4: words like that, it's not like you know it. J- it's not falling into place for me. As you re-say yeah. it, I feel like an idiot to be honest with you. But I wish I would have caught it the first time, and I didn't. So yeah. therefore, I'm sure somebody else All listening good. didn't catch it the first time because normally I do catch these repeat off top. So, Hellman is the spot in Afghanistan. Hellman province. See, and that's there where I, I still, like, Hellman, Providence. Like, I've ever heard that Providence. fucking three it's times Providence. in my life. Never. I've only heard it right Providence. now. My first time yeah. ever. So, that's why, hence, now I get the initials, and it all makes sense. Yeah. But it's still something that I have to put together, because it's not the emerald triangle yeah. that we're so normal and accustomed to out <laughs> yeah. here in California. Right, 15 years. Exactly. You know, not right a California brand that's fucking representing Afghanistan. Yeah. Basically. Right. You know, so. so therefore now I really see yeah. and understand and I actually love and respect awesome. the fact of all that. And as we say all that, as I mentioned some of the brands that you have, you have Afghani <laughs> strains animal. Or was it Af- uh, Afghanimal? Afghanimal, yeah. so talk about the different strains: Purple Trainwreck, yeah, Sour Diesel. Yeah,
5: you know, we're yeah we're expanding, and that we're gonna get a new website up there with all of our new stuff. So we really we started off with three dissolates That's all we did right from Gecko, just to kind of get in the door. And we caught lightning in a bottle with Afghanimal. Now, one, I'll be honest with you, I just thought it was a cool branding thing, like HVGC Afghanimal. We took Afghan cookies and you know our Afghan Kush and animal cookies and put together Afghanimal. Well, when we gave it to the Israelis, they are like, this is exactly what the medicine should be doing. It's like it turns down the white noise, makes you euphoric – you feel good, you relax, and they're like, and when you use that at nighttime, you go down and stay down. They're like, that's what cannabis should be doing. So we're real excited about that. But everything that we've picked out so far, we're not going to make any medical claims. It's just feedback we've received from people, not just veterans, people with post-traumatic stress and what has helped best for them, and we re- re- replicate that. And what we're really excited about is we just launched our 100% Pure Live Resin uh, line which is a fresh frozen no distillate added and that's one of my favorite things right there cuz it just gives you such a great body high where you can still function throughout the day and do your thing. Uh, so we're just having a lot of fun. We got some really cool things on the horizon too.
4: And what's the what awesome. we'll talk about. What else you got going on?
5: Well, you know, in time here we're actually partnered up with a couple of good friends and we're going to uh, have a 5000 square foot uh, indoor grow at Lake Elsinore along with a storefront mm-hmm. and we're going to just kind of keep expanding from there on top of the research we're about to launch. And we're looking forward to going to some more states here, probably look at Michigan towards uh, 2022 as well. And we'll just kind of keep expanding and spread the good word until we accomplish our mission of getting VA uh, to accept medical cannabis into their pharmacies. Long well, time coming.
4: Yeah, and when we come back, you guys, let's take a break real quick. I want to ask you about Battle Brothers, what you guys are doing with them. It's Cannabis Talk
0: 101. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast. To live and die in L.A., Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. It was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered.
0: (sighs) Good one, Dad. (sighs)
2: We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Take a hit, get lit, and sit back and enjoy Cannabis Talk 101. Mark and Craig, Pop Brothers at La Blue. And Joe Grande, and we are here with our special guest, Brian Buckley, President and CEO of Hellman Valley Growers Company.
5: And Joe was asking about Battle
3: Brothers collaboration or what's going on with Battle
5: Brothers. So really, it's all started out with Battle Brothers Foundation. Like I was saying before, really, we were looking at there's not many nonprofits that help out the veteran community. There is getting better. Don't uh, don't get me wrong. But we're like, hey, let's kind of take care of our own and set them up for success, because we were just seeing way too many veterans get hooked on opiates and ultimately committing suicide. So we're like, hey, let's get out there and try to do something. And that's where I said we developed that three-tier approach of a personal, medical, and economic, personal, big brother, big sister, medical. We do VA disability claims. We'll help you and get you in treatment centers if you're suffering with alcoholism, opiates, post-traumatic stress. We're doing medical cannabis research with veterans. And the last part is economic finding that veteran job so they had that same sense of purpose like they did while they in the military and hopefully live the American dream they fought so hard to defend.
3: And that's all Battle Brothers.
5: That is all Battle Brothers. That's what Battle Brothers does. That's- if
4: I'm a veteran, I'm listening to this show, or I want to get a veteran to try your product, is there... Something that the VA does? Are you guys strictly at dispensaries? How how does a VA work? Yeah, we're strictly
5: dispensaries in California. Just like a normal brand, right? A normal brand, exactly. Can't get it at the VA, right? No, you cannot. And and it's funny,
4: that being said, I'm so curious, Brian, what your thoughts are. And, of course, it's just a shot in the dark with your thoughts and opinion. When do you think the VA will fucking give veterans cannabis
5: rather than opioids? We got it. That's why we're doing what we're doing. With and I, and I know that. And I know Showed, that's yeah. what you're
4: doing. And I, and I, I see the path. And, yep. and I love that you're taking it to the Congress because you're doing it in the right way, in my opinion. Yeah. Everyone wants to, talks about, that's what it should be, blah, blah, blah. Everything I've heard from you. Is so on point and different from everyone else because you've already mentioned you've been in front of Congress and I heard you say your steps on how you need to do this, that. You got, I even wrote down, you're working with, you know, Israel, UC Irvine, you're going to get this data, go back here, you're going to get more data, go back there, work with this state, that state, then you're going to go back to Congress. And see, my point is, Mark, when I hear stuff like that, that stuck to me. The oh, yeah. GC. didn't oh. fucking stick. Where the, that's <laughs> that because it's not in America, motherfucker. I'm American.
3: I'm just kidding. My God.
4: I followed the American way of even doing hey, it hey, with the Israel oh, twist. But hey. my point, I'm just joking, but my point is I love that you have the plan that you think will work. We don't know who are we kidding. Right. I say we like I'm a part of the fucking thing. I want to be a part of whatever I could do to help. I yeah, want to help absolutely. out because I like that you have a plan. Yeah. And I like that, that that's what you're structured and doing. And in my opinion, that's what wins. Right. Here's my plan the bumpy roads, the shut doors, the this and that are going to happen. Oh, for sure. You've already had them. Oh, yeah. yeah and you got bombs Getting at the you. License. So all that shit's nothing compared yeah. to a bomb being fucking blown up at you. You're like, <laughs> right. whatever. Right. I can get around this. Yep. My point in the question that I'm asking is. What does your gut timeline think that's gonna take? Like you said, 48 random fucking months before we see an attack. Yeah. But that's what I mean. You're on point with some random shit. I would think
5: what four do you to think? five years because it's not just our research that I'll probably take Oh, yeah. Two there's years. other companies. Tilray's out there doing yeah, this other, stuff with every people mean, else. You got the University of Pennsylvania. They're like, hey, we are going to contract private farms in Pennsylvania. We're not going to. UCSD's doing this. some shit right exactly. now, too. Exactly. Right. So eventually there's going to be right. data coming from all Everywhere. different groups. Germany's starting to make yeah, a move. Like, all kinds of cats it's are doing stuff. undeniable what the medicine can do. What are we waiting
4: for? We're all just waiting. I will I believe my gut says we're all waiting for the right enough data and proof yeah. for these fucking old white men to go. You're right. Yeah. that looks like and it's probably the right
5: pharmaceutical to... to be. Hey, you know we can buy you this know what, and though? sell it. And right. then you next know, year, well, the Congress pharmaceutical, in my opinion, are,
4: are finally there because I've already got some oh, inside yeah. info that yeah. some pharmaceutical companies are buying smaller pharmaceutical companies that are dealing with epilepsies and yep. seizures. And those smaller companies are into the cannabis game. So therefore, the big cannabis company bought our the big pharmacy bought that little company yep. that's already dabbing into it. Yep. So. They don't look like they're part of it yet. Yeah, so I've been seeing. Yeah, they're like the
5: big elephant kind tromping around. I'm seeing
4: uh, the pharmaceuticals do these things, and I've gotten from you know inside word of like, oh no, this company's doing that. That company doing. People that actually work for the company, which is ironic that I even had these conversations. So I feel like I see that going in that direction. But your gut says four to six
5: years. Yeah, I think at some time we'll get enough data in front of them that they're going to be happy. It could happen sooner, but if I'd I, I like to be conservative. Nah. And, 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 and I mean, I'm asking once again, at
4: the VA, four to six years so our veterans get to can get cannabis rather than opioids.
5: Yeah, oh, I mad. mean, that's that's what I'm thinking. But, hey, you know, at least here in California, we've got Senate Bill 34. And if you're a veteran, go out to some SB 34 events and try some cannabis. Go slow. Keep a journal. Just see what works for you and find that right fit. What if
4: you're out in Texas where cannabis is illegal and you yeah, can't get it? What, mean, what do you recommend?
5: You know – you just hope they can find a way to A lot to of soldiers of that self. serve our country in yeah. yeah. Texas. And it's, it's tough because, I mean, I talked, like I said, I've talked with a member of Congress this past week, and she's like, do you think it's a state or federal issue? I'm like, we still look at it as a state issue. It's kind of state to state. And she goes, that's crap. The feds, we need to start picking this up and taking charge. I, I feel like you it's a federal issue for yeah, me. Is, I, I look at it as yeah. all feds
4: because once it goes federally legal, let's figure yeah. out how we can get HVGC in Oklahoma without having to go Oklahoma I mean, license. Yeah, with, yeah, right. And all it fifty you, yeah. Arizona, everything else. If you can
5: survive in California, during this whole entire thing? You're going to go anywhere. You're going to be everywhere because 80% of what the black market or listen market still uses California, California cannabis. You know, yeah. it's just Well, California,
4: place. we were saying this it earlier, California just has yeah. the best cannabis Absolutely. from the people that are producing it to all the big brands. And not only that, some of these big brands that you're getting, you're getting the same kind of thing on a black market. You don't yeah, even right. know what it is. They're 100%. growing the
5: same exact thing. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, that's the most scary part about it. Now I'm happy to be on a board with San Diego. We're writing a new cannabis uh, ordinance down there. And we were talking about the testing and what we're doing, the barriers to entry. And I'm like, you know, not only the high taxation where you're just totally fueling the listed market, but I'm like, you're not just losing money, but think about the safety issues where we actually went Mm -hmm. into a trap shop. We bought some oil, sent it to a lab we know. We're like, hey, this is what's going on. We were very clear with them. They're like, okay. They called us up. They're like, tell us that oil is nowhere near your guys' actual oil. We're like, no. They're like, oh, my God, there's stuff in here that might kill people. And then we got the COA's certificate of analysis. And we actually, one was a very well-known brand. Another one was another very well-known brand. And the COAs match exactly. So whoever this guy was, just cut it, sent it, put it in two different boxes, and got it out there. And people could die from that stuff. Yeah, and that's horrible. what's most scary to me. It's yeah. like the safety issue of not having a third-party tester on this stuff.
4: That's the whole thing about cannabis like that, where I feel like the game is changing in the aspect as the black market will continue to grow and so does yes. the cut oh, yeah. game you know what yeah. i mean like oh, oh yeah. we're gonna do exactly that yeah. when the vape things just started because let's just face it vaping <laughs> wasn't around when we were kids still new yeah. yeah so they're adding shit in there let's add oil let's do yeah. this yep. let's add that yep. and it's yep. the old drug way of stepping on it yep. folks that's yep. the term is used we step on our product yep. to make more of it in a way where we can make more, more money than, yes so when we see these things happening It scares me because, as you say, these illicit markets and these trap shops, you can think you can go in there, save it, and it goes back and goes down to, folks, if you're a legal spot, that's where you want to go to. 100%. Because it's all been, quote-unquote, tested. Could something happen there? Strongly doubt it. I think it's 99.9% chance not. I don't even—and that's— I don't see it for being the case, because they're not trying yeah. to well, put any anything...
3: licensed, legal, and tested. Exactly. There, so, like could the something... food you get at the store.
4: But my yep. point is, even when I say that, though, could something happen with a bad batch on a car? Yes. Everything could happen. The metal, because we never have tested That's these metals too long. why they have long. liability insurance. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, your best bet is to go out there. Brian, I also want to touch on, you have a pre-roll as well.
5: Yeah, oh yeah! No, we love these pre rolls. Um, they honestly, they've been a great way for us to get a foothold in the door. A lot of them test out high, between about twenty five to twenty nine percent. And just you know, we just really want to listen to the consumers in the market candy. and what they want to do. And we just kind of uh, listen to them and get it out there. So what's these so have been funny, Mark? Uh,
3: the name of this one is Tropic Thunder. I just,
5: there you, the movie, yeah, right? the movie. <laughs> there, you know? yeah. I mean, that's awesome.
4: <laughs> I love it. What's the reaction you're getting from the veteran community? Because I mean, you served. your yeah. high. Rank? Uh, what is your ranking? Well, I, mean, I was a captain,
5: I, so I wasn't that high rank. Okay,
4: but. but you're in there. You've earned your stars and stripes, for God's right, sake. Right. You got bombs, and your front guy. You're in there. Yeah, I believe in the. I don't know the military status, but I would believe you're looked at as somebody who's forefront guy yeah no no
5: it's been great and what i think's been tremendous for us is you know i remember in 2016 when i'm talking to a couple colonels and generals now they're the big guys right right so i'm telling them this idea and all you get is cocked eyebrows like you're gonna do what with what (laughs) and now you're gonna do
4: something with weed you're gonna go to prison boy
5: as soon as we got that irb they a lot of them all reached out to me like i was not a believer but now i am and my first battalion commander he's out at pennsylvania called ken Detru. And he was standing up in a congressional meeting, and he's like, I'm about to say something I never thought I'd ever say. He goes we need to do more veteran medical cannabis research. And he looked at everyone and goes, you need to call my man Buckley out in California. Awesome. And that's how I kind of started wow. getting wrapped that's up. Great. And he's like, you that's guys great. are doing God's work right now. He's like, I'm a firm wow. believer of what you guys And do.
4: because yeah. of the way you speak and the way you already had a plan of how you're working with the Congress, I believe I could see you being a forefront guy that's representing the military and cannabis mm-hmm. at a higher level. Like you said, you spoke to Congresswomen. Yeah. You you know how to talk. You, you're talking the talk. You've walked the walk. Yeah. You've done your thing. So I hope to see you just do bigger and better things. Joe, yes. you know, I appreciate it. I mean, and this
5: is a mission of love. Uh, I you can know, feel it. Yeah, none, none, I love a, it. None of us are taking a paycheck well, yet. We just keep putting everything back here. And, and this is the most, uh, most important mission of our life. And, you know, one thing I want to point out, if you guys look at the branding, you know, obviously HVGC, we beat that one up, and we understand that. But if you look at the five stars around the flower, that is the Southern Cross constellation. It can only be seen in the South Pacific. The Marine Raiders of World War II would use that for celestial navigation to get to and from the objective. So we want to incorporate that. So deep. Saying that, hey, there's been a lot of great men and women who've gone forward and fought for us, and they've returned here physically but not spiritually. And here at Hellman Valley Growers, we want to be the ones who kind of be that beacon in the night to let them live that American dream they fought so hard to defend. And Brian,
3: on the box, 100% of the profits fund medical cannabis research. A hundred percent of the profits. Yes, sir. So that be awesome. how yes, does sir.
5: that even work for you guys? Is, you got some funding back there you got a trust fund baby? No, we we've, we've been uh, bootstrapping this bad boy. So it's been kind of crazy. We've had a lot of great luck. Uh, we have a really good partners down with if you guys know uh, Platinum Vape or Platinum Products, George and Cody Sadler when I told them the story we wanted to do, they're like, "Hey, get in here. We're going to back you guys up and just make us whole." So we're literally one of one brands. I think that could put a product on the shelf for 0 dollars awesome. and all we do is like say it costs a blank amount of money to get that on the shelf. We pay that back to uh, Cody and George. They don't want any profits. So, like that's on that's for you guys to go do great things. So cover the just cover, cover the cost, and there the cost, and it yeah, is. That's it. Which and, is great. You know, I always tell people, especially in the cannabis community, if you keep your moral compass pointed true north, the good people are going to find you and help you out. And that's yes. why I'm so grateful to be on your guys' show. Well, today. we want to do you're anything, here. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. we
4: want to do anything and everything to help you out. And speaking of helping out. How long, I love asking these random questions to you because once again, we don't know. (laughs) Do you think the military, active military, will be able to use cannabis on a daily basis, for healing because i'm sure when you're out there in afghanistan yeah. i don't give a fuck uh, where you're at anxiety f- exactly shit. when well, can when one, can one we it, give it to
5: our active members it'll probably go through i think once they start seeing what's doing for veterans and we make it federally legal i think that's gonna be the big hurdle but we're already seeing you know in terms of working with the israelis it's amazing talking with them you learn so you can spend 10 minutes talking to me gonna learn 12 new things right well, they're already starting to give it to their soldiers in a microdose fashion when they get hit by a blast wave. So they're like, for example, you guys, your players in the NFL, they go into the blue tent and get deemed concussed. The best thing for them right then would give them cannabis. Yes. It reduces brain swelling and speeds up their recovery activity. Yes. So we want to kind of like, I think in time we can get to that point. And we got a great friend of ours who played 12 years in the NFL. He used cannabis his entire time. He tells me seventy percent of my friends did too. And we're like it would be really interesting to do an ee Who was it? Are you giving names? Yeah, his name Charles Dimory. Um a great guy. He played actually finished up his career with the Chargers. Uh but you know, I was like it would be really interesting to take, you know, Back then, he's like, everything we just did was weed. We, we didn't know what we were smoking. But it would be cool to look at his brain and guys who use cannabis versus uh, NFL players who didn't use cannabis and just see what their brainwave activity is, and maybe there was something there. But yeah. I think in time, they will bring this in, because why not just have a little vape pen with your corpsman, and, hey, you got hit by an IED or you got concussed. Here, take a pull of this. and we're just, You're already down for two weeks. Let's just start getting them going.
4: You would think that would be the case. So I know you said four to six years before you can see the VA giving it to – you know, potential uh, vets that come home. Yeah. What is your timeline that your gut says for active members? A uh,
5: decade. Ten years. Yeah, time. I would say.
4: It's funny because, once again, though, if it goes to the federal government, if the federal government, though, yeah. makes it legal sooner, don't you think Things, we could see it sooner uh, then?
5: Absolutely. Go Things from, can happen.
4: Yeah. So, uh, w- now, correct me, both of you, Mark and Brian, if you th- elaborate on this. If the federal government makes it legal, could the – Military still say it's still illegal though for you to do this because we're the hiring aspect of it, and we don't want to hire comp- our members yeah. when of you, active when duty. When you sign
5: the U- like Uniform Code of Military Justice or UCMJ, I mean, you're giving up rights. I mean, so know. they can
4: still, no matter if it's federally legal, even though they can go drink, get opioids, all that other stuff, federally legal stuff.
5: Yeah, it's like for example, like pilots can't touch alcohol for at least eight, uh, eight hours before they fly. If they do. They've just committed a crime in the military. There you go.
4: So you still make the rules. They still can make some rules like that. Though, yes.
5: Right? Yeah. I mean, it's, for example, it's COVID shots. So a hot topic, right? Well, since the FDA approved it, it's a lawful order now for them to tell everyone in active duty, you will get a COVID shot. You Even if they're
4: against it or whatever.
5: Can't. I mean, I got, I, I've been vaccinated for anthrax, uh, uh
4: Crazy well, there,
5: shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. Malaria. I mean, that's what I was I I said anthrax. Yeah, like, well, damn. I mean, that's what everyone's like, where are you going? Well, people are like, oh man, you got the COVID shot? Are you worried? I'm like, dude, I'm a walking vaccine. I'm like, I don't even care. Fine, pump me up. Let's go. You know, it's like, here we whatever go. Whatever you got, I'll yeah. take it. I mean, <laughs> so it doesn't like, matter. I mean, if that's going to slow me down, fine, whatever. <laughs> At least you got us two on the show because we're both
4: vaccinated with shots too. We don't care you know, either. Yeah, like, okay. whatever. Get my flu
3: shot tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know,
4: we always like to do the high five with everyone, but even before we do the high five, I, I want to kind of. Get your opinions on what you've gotten on these uh, different strains you have. Yeah. On what the effects are. What are people saying about the sour diesel, the train, the purple train wreck? You like, know, is it more body? Is yeah, it head? I mean,
5: is it it, it, it's really interesting for me. Like a lot of the great feedback has been on Afghanol because that's been great for sleep. But certain vets are like, hey, the sour diesel is just getting my body right, puts me in the right spot. I mean, I love train wrecks. So it's nice when you, you're part of a cannabis company and you're like, hey, I want some train wrecks. That? You know? <laughs> so that's what we do. So that's is that, I, that your personal favorite that's train That's my rack? personal favorite. Kind of and why? It's just daytime, it kind of, you know, I'm not getting too sleepy off of it. It just makes my body feel right and I feel good. And that's when I start falling in love with the live resin because that stuff, you're not know, going to get a tremendous head high, you're going to feel good. But this is body high, just loosen up the joints and everything, just so relaxing to me. So I'm a big fan to of it. try that night. Yeah. Hey, this is all of yours. So you guys oh, do Thank you well. very much. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm before so, we, before so we uh, jump into something this else,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into the high five with uh, good old Brian Buckley of Hellman Valley Growers Company. Go to their website, hvgcompany.com, or look at a dispensary in California or find them or call your delivery service and ask them for some good old HVG Company, Hellman Valley Growers. As uh, if they don't have it, tell them to get it. Question number one of the high five: How old were you the first time you smoked cannabis, and where'd you get it from, Brian?
5: Uh, Thirty-six, and from my friend Andy.
4: <laughs> was Andy part of the military? Right.
3: That's <laughs> Andy the was the
5: boy who came up, said, "Hey man, I'd give up a fifth of Jack for a joint." There so. it is. That's great, yeah. I had a feeling. And I got some of the stuff in my house tonight. I'm going to quite enjoy. So I'm looking nice, <laughs> very nice. All right. Question number two: What is your favorite way to medicate? Favorite way to medicate has been through vape, and has been through live resin. Why is that? I just like it. I don't know. Just one of those. Yeah. Like, like just, you, when you, you know, look, he likes it. You know, Smooth, easy. Feeling. Craziest place
4: you ever smoked cannabis.
5: Craziest place I ever smoked cannabis. Probably at my parents' house. Really? I just I never know, thought they... I'd ever do that. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's real though, fair right? Enough, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. No, I find My brother who's here right now, I remember he's like, hey. You left your your pot pen here. He's like, I think Dad knows. I'm like, well, I run a cannabis company. And I'm like, nearly forty. <laughs> Is that or Steve? No, Steve, your brother, Steve right there. So, uh. Steve, was
4: it weird for you to like, oh shit, Dad's gonna see
5: you. Know Dad's I gonna mean, know you have <laughs> weed. What if you do, ground <laughs> us? Like, you know. Brian, yeah. don't you leave your house for two weeks in California. Like, all hey, right, Steve,
4: no. uh, <laughs> Dad also knew I blew up in a fucking bomb, okay? Let me have a hit of a joint for guts. sakes. <laughs>
3: all right, question number four of the Cannabis Talk 101 High Five with Brian Buckley, president and CEO of Hellman Valley Growers Company. What is your go-to munchies after you get high? Man,
5: like chocolate chip cookies and it's terrible. I beat a- the crap out of that. Any particular I did last brand? Night
4: no it doesn't matter no i'm just simple like <laughs> you, that. Still <laughs> you still look good you still look you got like one year of fullback in you i appreciate <laughs> that i appreciate that <laughs> like i said i thought you were a, a db maybe i was like wait a minute db so you still look thinner probably than when you played football uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you no, lost some good weight here uh, we go. I was a
5: big old tick at that point
4: <laughs> yeah full, fullback you gotta be thin. like Pitt looks like a good fullback you know what i mean look, yeah. you know, clear it out Pitt. question number five of the high five if you can smoke cannabis with anyone dead
5: or alive who would it be and why George Bush, wow. 43. I actually met him, and he's such a cool guy. I uh, yeah. hung out with him for like two hours, actually. And How? Why? He heard about what we went through in Afghanistan, so he invited us to his place up at Kitty Bunkport, and uh, it was him. His father was still alive. We were pulling in. It was literally like a wax museum, and I remember they told us before we got out of the car. So you
4: met uh, both presidents then? Both and and yeah.
5: Barbara. Like, Barbara was the hammer. Trust me. Wow. Like, all the guys conjugated around the presidents. I looked at Barbara. I'm like, ma'am, can I give you my arm? And she goes, this is why I love Marines. So we go back in the back mm-hmm. porch. George W makes us all iced tea. He was very like thrilled about it. And there was like eight of us sitting around the table. and he just threw a joke at me and I ripped him right back, and I forget what it was. Mm. And I look at his dad, who's right next to me. He's laughing, and then Barbara has her iPhone out next to me, taking pictures, saying how cute I am. And I'm like, "This is the most surreal moment of my <laughs> life." You know, I'm so, ripping on the president in yeah. the fucking I mean, way, taking picture. He was cool. of me. He was like, "Oh, I got so. a first lady <laughs> yeah. snapping selfies with me." Yeah, I mean, it was great. And then like we we're all going to play golf, and he was going to play in front of us, and it's crazy playing golf behind. You
4: guys face. played with the president. Well, we
5: played. He teed off in front of us, I and was then was playing the, black, with the black SUVs were on the <laughs> fairway. Which if was you get on the
4: golf course with the president, I don't care if he's in my foursome, I played Oh, for the
5: yeah, but yeah. the best part was, he goes, he's like, hey, how do you hit him? I'm like, well, sir, if you hear me yelling four, make sure you duck. <laughs> now, this is where I saw George Bush doing Will Ferrell doing George Bush. <laughs> and he goes, he's like, or you could yell quattro. And he went, and did like the whole laugh thing and I'm like no way so I was such a dork I sat there and laughed like oh Mr. President but I was like this is the craziest thing ever you know so it's so funny as you say it's Bush because awesome. Bush
4: is one of those ones that was like one of the best characters and of yeah. course he was you know when 9-11 I've been watching so many of these specials and seeing him and how he handled it Great what he guy. did what he thought. I, I feel he's like he's
5: a dude amongst dudes like he doesn't take himself too serious he pokes right? jokes at and himself it's he's funny you say fun. that
4: as I, I've been watching all these shows as there have been so many out yeah. I don't care Netflix who Hulu, yeah. Amazon fucking all these ones it's like so many different elements of watching the, the shows on the women of 9-11 was last yeah. night on ABC yeah. right so and I've been my wife last night you're watching another one I'm like yes I'm fucking hooked to it. these things yeah. Yeah. I can't help but watch all of them Apple's the one who had a good one that I watched uh, and it showed so much detail yeah. on Bush on what he was doing and how he handled it and him talking like I had to stay calm I had yeah. to do this and so we went to the he became a president bunker. that day Right. A- and a re- and in my opinion, a real one is I get yeah. chills right now just yeah. thinking about yeah. that saying it about him because. You can't just pop off the fucking hook and just, let's get who? I mean, how, what do we do? How, how worse
5: of a place could you be with a bunch of, like, you know, second graders and a reading a story, and you're like, hey, we're under reading. attack, and he's like, okay. And they he's watching them yeah. reading, and then finally it yeah.
4: went to his ear again yep. to see how he handled it during it when it happened. Then he finally left, and even seeing what he did when it happened and him wanting to go back to Washington yeah. and them Secret Service having to trump him and say, nope, yep. you can't go back yet. I loved his balls of, do you guys know who I yeah. am? And he, they go, do you know who we are? We <laughs> are here to protect you. Yeah. No matter what you say, you
5: know, we get to uh, tell you. Yeah, I'm yeah. Huge fan of it. I mean, like, yeah. even when I left, the only time he got serious, I'm like, hey, Mr. President, I don't know if this is prudent or what. I'm just <laughs> going to say, I always felt like he had our back. And he got such a serious face, and he just punched me in my chest. And he goes, I always had your fucking back. And I'm like, I know it. And it was legit. He did. That's awesome. Dude, that's so That's dumb. great. Yeah. That's, that's how
4: I feel about him, too, because yeah. even when it happened, and then, of course, he wasn't the president to get o- Osama, but, you know, yeah. when Barack came in and to finish the job that he started. Oh, and was good a-
5: on Obama, the first call he made was to Bush to say, hey, we got him. I just want you to be the yeah. first one to know. Of oh, course. really? Yes. I didn't know yep. that either. Yeah, so that was really good on him.
3: That's not surprising.
5: Yeah. It, all,
4: it's no, it, a class not, act. I've always yeah. thought Obama's been the class yeah. act. Yeah,
5: I feel like he's been one of the
4: classier people that we've had let alone well in the anything. past two
5: we've, we've got it we're getting exhausted here <laughs> you know, so. we went from one side of this yeah, we've been through a lot
4: yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for the moment as I've been def- trying to make Joe Biden sound like the fucking next best thing when he were you know doing the voting and I'm like damn Joe why are you doing me like this
6: dude
4: why are you making me feel like an asshole for fucking saying all this stuff well about fortunately you? the bar wasn't that high so. yeah, yeah. that's the other part right it's like damn can't we, you know what Brian I think we might have to nominate you dog you're so well spoken you're doing so well i was just giving you props off the air saying how good you are i think you're our next candidate man keep doing your thing you served (laughs) you've been you know what i mean you got everyone's back you can make cannabis, cannabis. legal. No. Well, Did we miss anything, Brian, that you want to talk no, about your it,
5: brand or anything else? This has been huge, guys. I really appreciate it. Big fan of your guys' show, so just thank you for having me on. Well,
4: once Pleasure. again, Hellman Valley Growers Company is the name of the brand. HVGcompany.com is the website. Go check them out. And, of course, give them a follow on Instagram at Company. Once again, Brian Buckley, president and CEO, thank you for coming on the show, you. man. We greatly appreciated you. And if nobody else loves you, folks. We
2: do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
0: podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy, Taught to seduce men for their secrets, and sometimes, their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We
2: are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A podcast! podcast.